I'm Erica. And I'm Jules. Most people have at least one thing that they can't or won't eat. Yeah, we're definitely like that. We started this podcast to talk about the gluten-free food industry. Like new products and some of the stories behind your favorite brands. And living life with a specialty diet and also some important healthcare topics. Since we're basically both broken inside. You had me at eat. Hi, Jules. How are you? Hi, Erica. I'm fine. Welcome back. Yeah, thanks. Uh, I don't even remember when I flew in. All I know is that I took a really hard class yesterday and I can't even sit. I I couldn't even sit down. I couldn't even get up. I'm like, like I'm burning. Uh, So I did not stress myself out when I was, uh, you know, touring and doing another travel across the US and doing trade shows, I was like really good about keeping my body like, let's be good to your body and not like run and do crazy stuff. And then I got back, I'm like, let's take the hardest class possible. (laughs) Just so you can remember what it's like. You can sleep in your own bed at night at least. Yeah, I was like, dude, I'm not prepared for this. And it was like a 4.30pm. And they're like, have you slept? And like, that's a problem is I have slept and I still am so tired. I think I'm just like hungover from travel. So yeah. I'm home for a month. I'm here. Let's do this. Let's make all the podcasts. Let's do it all. Let's do all the podcasts. Yes. And it's perfect timing because we have a holiday weekend. So are you going to party this weekend, Erica? Are you going to like mix it up and go barbecue? And like, what are you going to do? I just realized that we both have Monday off for Memorial Day. Like Matt has weird holidays off or not off. And I didn't really realize that I had it off. I guess I didn't even realize that it was this Monday. So I think it was like Thursday when we both turned to each other and were like, wait, do we have this off? Should we do something? He's like, I'm going to trim the hedges. And I'm like, oh, so I guess it's one of those kind of days where we just actually do things that we should have done for the past few weeks. Sure. Loads of laundry and clean the floors and mm-hmm. yeah, you know. that's going to be like that around here too. So you know, <clears throat> I'm okay. so surprised. But you always do something. There's not going to be like a barbecue or anything for you. I have no idea. I mean, I, I we may wind up doing something, but I mean, I I will of course be cooking and baking and doing all of the usual things like right. that. But um, whether or not I choose to share it with anyone else is another question. But um, I don't know. I, I baked a loaf of bread last night and I um, took the entire loaf of bread minus the two slices that I took out just for testing purposes. I took the entire loaf of bread and gave it away. So that's probably what I'll wind up doing again. I don't know. Just, you know, always be testing as they say. Yes, they, but they like meant that with you know A B testing online, and I'm doing it with bread loaves. With bread <laughs> testing, A B bread testing, A B bread testing. But but yeah, you. I mean, you have a you have a bunch of people at your house. There's like more than two, so I feel like you'd be doing a grilling session anyway. It's a beautiful day outside, you know. Yeah, I haven't There's even looked at the weather. The grill. I have no idea. I haven't looked at the weather. You know, my new favorite thing though is to grill pizzas. Yes. So I don't know. You just see my flip. I did see that pizza flip. flip. It's all I was so worried about your shoulder when you were doing that pizza (laughs) flip. I'm like, please don't dislocate your collarbone or whatever was going on with you. It's heavier than it looks. Those those pizza peels and then to to flip it like that. It's it's heavier than it looks. But I did it. So was that the epicured pizza peel? Um, no, I don't remember the name of this one that I have. 
but I really like it. I'm gonna have to look it up. I'll, I'll it's like I'll Epicurean. It. You remember those amazing? Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, I have a pizza one. It was like my favorite thing on the planet. I didn't yeah, get I have it because a cutting board made by them that I really Oh, I have like it eight is a very boards. similar material. I really, I really like this peel because it's got the, the just the perfect slope on it, so it makes it really easy to shh, right underneath the pizza. I've never done it. I've never done pizza on the grill. It's so fun. The only, the, the biggest thing is, and with our grill, maybe, I mean, I think everybody's grills is just, you know, kind of different, but the idea is like, you want to get those char marks, right? But you don't want to necessarily like get it too close to the flame because then you're just burning the pizza crust and it hasn't had time to cook in the middle. So Jeff has sort of perfected this little technique where he puts a, a um, like a cast iron pan on top of the grill and then takes another grill piece and puts it on top of the cast iron pan. So you still get the char marks on it, but then it's a little bit removed from the heat of the actual flame. You could do it with like bricks or something too. So riddle me this. Do you put (laughs) pizza dough on the grate? Yeah. And it doesn't sink in and go in the holes? No. So what, what I do is, um, I leave it on the pan first. Okay. Just, just a, a little tiny minute just to sort of seal the bottom of the pizza and it just gets like a tiny skin on it and then okay. you can work with it. So it's great. Yeah. It works great. I didn't know how that worked. Cause you know how like some dough is very wet. It's and very like, wet. I can't yeah. imagine Putting yeah, that directly on the hydration grill. ratio is really, really high on this one, um, which is part of the reason why it's so yummy because it gets these big air pockets and it's just nice and doughy and like real pizza should be. And it's, you know, puffs up and it's really awesome. But um, yeah, it's because it's really wet like that. So yeah, you've got it. You can't just throw this dough right on there because it would sort of go. Meh, I was like, this is like, it's like a Play-Doh thing where it just like yeah. goes through all the you yeah. pizza dough that looks like that. No, now. it doesn't do yeah. that. No, it, no, because you just leave it on the pan just for a minute and just until it just sort of like seals the bottom lightly. And then you slide it right off and you're good to go. And then you can flip it again and again and again. So that particular dough for that video, I had flipped it like 14 times until <laughs> I got it right. I was like, flip, flip, flip. So it's very resilient dough. <laughs> That's how Instagram works. It's never on the first take. Well, I, I was like, I'm going to flip this thing. It's going to like fall on my head or it's going to go on the ground or something. I, you know, so anyway. It's been an enjoyable video. Yeah. But I kept doing it. And it was like going off the camera. Like I wasn't, so that's was the only oh. one. It, they worked when I was doing it, but it just, that was the one where it was like, oh, I got it to flip. And then you could still see it in the video. <laughs> Perfect. So when you so. grill this pizza, yeah. So I, so you put it on the pan, it yeah. develops a skin, then you put it on there and then you can flip it. When do you put the sauce and the toppings on? Well, gluten-free pizza crusts, they really work much, much better if you par-bake them first before you put any sauce or cheese oh, okay. on them. So I'll like cook it on one side and then flip it. And then when I flip it, I put the sauce and stuff on the other side. Oh, okay. But if I'm doing it in the oven, then I'll just... Well, I have a couple different methods for, for cooking it in the oven, depending on like how I want to cook it. There's a traditional method where you just cook it like 375 for, you know, 10, 15 minutes. And then you, you mm-hmm. um, put the toppings on it and then you put it back in just until your cheese melts. Um, the other one that I've been doing a lot lately 
is you put it in like 500 degrees and it goes and you get this beautiful oven spring. It kind of turns your oven into a pizza oven. It's so great. I love it. And then you take it out after like five minutes, put the toppings on, put it back in for another like four minutes. It's great. It's awesome. Wow. Yeah. I've never done any of this. I'm so not adventurous with pizza. I have made your baguettes and I do love them, but pizza, it's a lot. It's not. It's, not, it's so easy. You can even I mix know. the pizza dough in a bowl with just a wooden spoon. Yeah. I've been doing that lately because I get a lot of questions from people who don't have stand mixers and they're like, well, how do I do this? I'm like, it's so easy. You just literally dump the pizza mix in with some olive oil yeah. and egg or you can use aquafaba or whatever you want to use water. Yeah. It's so mix easy. It up. It's so That's the easy. easy part. It's just the making it that I'm like a little bit challenged by. Yeah. Um, so we've only made it in the oven with the, the traditional like par baking right. at 375. Yeah. But. Well, I've actually, I, I've changed the packaging on it. So it has three different options for how you can cook hmm. it now on the back and the grilling isn't even one of them. So it didn't make it. Because we have too many options for you. <laughs> you have to go on the website to find that one. But gotta be on Instagram to see the video. Or Instagram to yeah, see no the flip. Kidding. To see the flip. But so yeah, I mean, normally what I do for Memorial is I make like homemade hamburger buns and we do a lot of salads and that kind of stuff. But maybe we'll just do grilled pizza because that's my new favorite. But yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I will probably be getting takeout. Sorry. Oh, and I gotta make pie. I gotta make pie. It can't, it can't have like a, a national holiday without pie, like blueberry pie or cherry pie or maybe strawberry pie. I don't know. What's your favorite? Any pie that I don't have to make that's safe. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. We made peach pie the other day and it was so oh, delicious yeah. with that minimalist filling. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But I just went to the grocery store and they got in blueberry and I'm like, oh, I might have to make something with this. So I don't know. So maybe good. I'll make a pie. Yeah. Depends on if I'm fully recovered yet from this weekend. <laughs> That's true. Make Matt make the pie. I don't trust him with anything with food safety. <laughs> I would cooked. rather trust. I would rather trust one of the robots that I saw at the National Restaurant Association show than my my own partner cooking food because Got I've it. seen him. Like anything where it's like, could you potentially get salmonella or like dysentery from any of this? Yeah, okay, I'm not going to have him make it. I wonder if a robot could give you salmonella. I mean, I feel like a robot that was ill-programmed for cooking time. <laughs> ill-programmed. But I mean, like, could it, could it transfer from its hot little metal hands? Could it transfer mm -hmm. salmonella? That's a good point. <laughs> Questions that we'll need to These address in the, the future. These are the things that keep us up at night. Yeah. I don't know. Well, you know what? This is a perfect time for you to just tell us all about how that. Tell us about the robots. <laughs> yeah, no salmonella, but, but robots. Here's talk. the deal. I'm interested. Lay it Jules. on me. Robots are going to take over everything mm -hmm. in the planet. They're going to be our bartenders. They're going to be our servers. Do I need to get a drink chefs. for this? I'm, I'm not ready. I don't, I don't <laughs> think I'm ready. Between this and AI, I was like, I I'm not ready for this universe. Uh, but I did read some recaps because I didn't visit a lot of the robots because I'm like, I you didn't visit this. all the robots. Yeah, I didn't visit all the robots. You may have hurt their feelings. I think <laughs> the thing they don't have any. Um, I was reading all these like recaps because I was only there for like a couple hours. Like I could only hit the restaurant show for a couple hours um, because I flew in that day. 
And uh, two shows overlapped, which is how I ended up going to the restaurant show in the first place. So back to robots. So I was reading a lot of recaps because I could only be there for a few hours. But one of the recaps I was reading was about how horrible some of these robots were and how they're like, don't worry, robots can never replace like certain people within the food industry. And like how like the bartender robots had like the crappiest pores. And I was just like, I mean, it makes sense. It makes yeah. sense. But um, seriously, well, bartender robots you- are supposed to chat you up too. So they had yeah. personality. Too. Yeah. And they were like, oh, they had names. They had like personalities. They winked at you and I'm all. Mm-mm. I'm so glad I did not see that. Oh, um, I just, and they're like, some of the, like they made jokes and they fell flat. It was like so weird. And I'm like, Oh my God. I, and now I'm like, God, I wish I would have like had an experience with one of the robots, but I didn't have time. Nobody has time for that right now. Um, so did, that's the one thing that I have experience with other things like giant Oreo people with legs. So yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, that's almost yeah. a robot. Is very weird. So most of the show was just like these huge, 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 huge brands. Um, like soft drinks were huge, and apparently that's like the biggest thing at the restaurant shows. And basically, it's the highest profit margin. Yeah, and everyone owns everyone. Mm-hmm. So like, I went to the Pepsi booth, yeah. and like they, they own everything. Own yeah, mm-hmm. and then I went to the uh, Dr Pepper Keurig. And they own a ton of people. They own like Athletic Brewing, which is a non-alcoholic mm. beer that we serve at the mocktail bar. Um, they have Tractor Brewing, which is like, um, or Tractor, which is like a soda brand and a tea brand. They own like everything. So it's just like wild that there's these massive, like almost like big pharma, huge booths and they all own other things. Mm-hmm. And so I wasn't really interested in like, waiting in line an hour for Heinz ketchup to make my own personal style sauce. Although it was cool that you could do it. And they like printed your name out on like a little mini ketchup bottle that you could take with you. And I'm like, this is cool, but not really my jam. So I didn't really hang out with a lot of big booths. And then they have a lot of front of house stuff. So it's weird. Some of the people we talked about like Portland um, at the houseware yeah. show were there as well because they want to talk about their reusable uh, yeah. dishware and um, that lighting place, the lamp place. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that had your favorite glass. Zafirano America. Yeah, that we went on like a glass tangent. They were there with their lamps and their glassware. Um, so, yeah, they just had like a bunch of wild stuff all put together, like anything you could think of for the industry from like silverware to napkins to front of the house to back of the house, even like software that, you know, people can use for ordering. Um, there was one um, place called Star that is actually from Arizona, and they make um, allergen friendly menus available for restaurants. So I'm like, oh. I see you represent Joe's Farm Grill. What can I eat there? Like, what are your allergens? And she pulled up their menu and they're like, this is how we integrate in their website. Mm -hmm. So if you are gluten-free and dairy-free and you tick off those boxes, it shows you what you can eat versus what you can't eat. I'm like, that's really interesting. So uh, I I love that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, It's super rad. Other than that, I'm like, remind me why I'm here. Because like, I don't (laughs) do food service and a lot of these places are just for like restaurants and I asked you that question before you left if I recall correctly but totally it's nice that you got to go since you were already there I was already there and Mm -hmm. I'm like why not YOLO might as well see what's there um and it's really interesting too to see how 
gluten-free, dairy-free products are putting themselves out there for restaurants and hotels and uh, schools and universities and uh, you know, hospitals, like how are they branding themselves and what are they trying to get into C stores, you know, like convenience stores. So that was the cool part that I really mm-hmm. thought was interesting from a marketing perspective. Like how are they talking about the gluten-free community? What is their, what are they selling to these people to mm-hmm. get them to choose them over like a Frito-Lay or whatever these major companies are? So um, what I found a lot of, and I think this is primarily what we'll talk about, is there was so much innovation in a space that we had really looked at for Expo West, which is um, Mm plant-based. It was huge. Everyone was talking about how everything's just going plant-based now, or at least there's plant-based options for everything. Yeah, yeah. And traditionally- When when the fast food- places like McDonald's and Burger King mm-hmm. and all those places start offering plant-based, you know, it's gone deep, right? Yeah. I mean, the industry is, <laughs> is in the thick of it at that point when yeah. those are, those people are not the first, first movers when it comes to something like a plant-based. Um, yeah. And, and they're, they're selling it too, because this, the plant-based based section was huge in here. And right. I have seen brands I've never heard of before and new brands are launching and um, I did get to try some brands that you actually tried at Expo West that I didn't get to try. So I remember I texted you from the show floor and I'm yep. like, I'm so sorry. I did not believe you. This stuff really is yep. as good as you said it was. Yep. Yep. That's just another example of why you should always trust me. I do. But you now also you said, do. Do you, but you also said, do you really need to go to the restaurant show? And I'm like, I do. And you're like, yeah. all right. You do you. You do me, <laughs> whatever, you know? Yeah, um, exactly. So, so tell me, what, what, brands, what brands did you try that you were surprised that you really loved? You really sold me on the mycelium growing in totes kind of thing that you're talking about. So I went to Meaty. They had a yep. big booth. And the nice thing about uh, the National Restaurant Show is it is not as crazy as Expo West. So I can actually ask questions. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, so is everything at this booth, first of all, are the samples gluten-free? They're like, yes, sure. all the barbecue sauce, whatever you're using is gluten-free. Because um, they were at the worst. When companies are there with their gluten-free yeah. stuff and then they put it on regular wheat bread or they put the sauce Everyone on it. That. That's and like, and you're like, what? You yeah. could, but, uh, okay, never mind. Yeah. I can't tell you how many of these brands I didn't try because... They didn't have anything safe for me. And I'm like, whatever. But these people did. And they were serving steak. And I'm like, this is wild because I have not had steak in like 16 years. And I was eating. I'm like, what is like, I know what this is, but what is this? This is bonkers. So um, Meaty was a big one. And then Daring again was there. Um, And I love that Daring actually handed out like this flyer that's like, here's what our ingredients look like compared to all the other crappier versions of Mm -hmm. these meat products. Um, And I actually went today to Sprouts and I bought a thing of Daring and I bought a thing of Meaty and we're going to try them back to back and see what Matt thinks because I've already tried these, but I actually haven't tried them back to back. So Daring is... um, soy based and mm-hmm. meaty is mushroom based. Yes. Um, but they also had before the butcher who was there and were not sampling things that I could try. Um, but they were touting their food service, plant-based pepperoni. So mm-hmm. hopefully that could be seen in like pizza near you. Um, a lot of these are just like touting there obviously for food service. 
Um, but a lot of these are obviously have retail packaging as well. Mm -hmm. There's a new brand called New Breed, um, which is pea protein. And that's available in stuff like smoky barbecue or barbecue jerky that's made with pea protein. A lot of these are made, I mean, it's all peas. That's the thing is all these new brands are launching are just peas, which is why I thought the mushroom thing with meaty was more innovative. I think Mm -hmm. it's weird, but innovative. (laughs) Weird, Um, but now you're into it. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. there is a brand called Better Balance that everyone was raving about. They had hot dogs that apparently did taste like hot dogs. Um, I did not try hot dogs. I think hot dogs are gross, period, regardless of what you make them of. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Nitrates. The biggest thing though was eggs and I'll show you pictures of these eggs. There was the wildest, wildest eggs there. There is a brand called Yo Egg, which is literally, it looks like a, it's a sunny side up egg. Oh, I see You're going to, you're mm-hmm. going to look at this. You're going to look at these pictures and be like, is that, that's for real, not an egg. So it's like wonder egg so to deviled eggs. This Yo Egg is to yes. sunny side up eggs. Yes. Got it. Okay. So this is made with um, chickpea and soy. Okay. Then there's another one that was right next to it called Zero Egg that comes in a patty form or a liquid form, and that is also soy. Um, So two new egg products, like brand new, brand new egg products that will hopefully go into retail soon. That Yo Egg, everyone is like losing their mind over it. It smelled just like an egg. So wild. People were like, this is not necessarily a good thing. But yeah, yeah. it's interesting. Um, yeah. But was then it I went runny, like sunny side up. You thing? cut it. It was yeah, runny. It, it's runny. Yes, it's wild. Seriously, Jules, I took a picture. You're gonna, it's gonna blow your mind. Oh, that's it's crazy. Wild. Yeah. So this, th- I really want to try it. They didn't have any samples that weren't on gluten because yeah. that wasn't just like because a, you know, yeah, yeah. because yeah. Um, so yeah, so I really want to get samples of these and try because that this is something that I think is really interesting. The yo egg, um, and then I went to just egg. Because that's always been the traditional one. Sure. And I realized that they no longer have gluten-free on their packaging. And I was like, what? What? And they're like, well, like, we just, like, have so many things that we talk about. We just, like, thought it was obvious. And I'm like, that's not what packaging is for. You're telling us that that means that it is to the law under 20 parts per million. And they're like, it's just, like, it's a thing. Like, it's, like, always gluten-free. And I'm like, oh, my God. It's like, honestly, I am so mad at Just Egg. Like, and they were just so casual about it and kind of being dicks about it. And I'm just like, this is weird, man. Like, we supported you from the beginning. Why are you being weird about this? And they're like pulling some skews. And I couldn't figure out what skews that they're pulling. I mean, they've been trying a lot lately with innovation. But I was just like. They were the ones that first came out with that scrambled egg frozen product that's so good. Yeah. And you're saying that now, now they're not. Labeling nothing's labeling gluten-free. nothing's gluten-free What's the website say i don't know i haven't been on it because i went directly into them and i'm just like this is weird but i don't know i'll put it if i see anything i'll let you know because that just is the stupidest thing on the planet i was just so mad after leaving that i'm like really that's not important to you like at well, all because it always makes a statement to like that means that the gluten-free consumer is not important to them it's just so frustrating yeah that, and like, i get shows that, that they don't you understand want to be vegan but if you're gonna be just egg is used in a lot of product it mm-hmm. was the first mover like if right. you're not claiming to be gluten-free that's a problem so i don't know yeah that's interesting hmm. does it say anything on the website oh uh, you you keep going i'll i'll get back to you on that we're going to do some sleuthing. Yeah. <laughs>
I totally forgot. I'm the worst. I'm so sorry. Taste Republic. You were there on the very last second. I was walking out and I saw Taste Republic and I saw Andy and I'm like, oh my God, Andy, hi. He's like, hi. I'm like, These are our pasta, and our fresh pasta people. Yeah. And he said, like, no, we're not at sweets and snacks. And I'm like, this is it. I only get to see you for like no, five not minutes. they're sweets or snacks. They're fresh they're pasta. To be fair, some of the <laughs> snacks were not really snacks oh, either, but whatever. So I, I, I'm so sorry I'm just now realizing this. I got to try a new innovation from them. It is their current tortellini that has regular cheese and plant-based sausage. They use Abbott Butchery for that. They are now doing a plant-based sausage with plant-based cheese, which makes the most sense, and a totally yes. vegan one. And so I like that, to think it's because you and I beat them up about it. At yeah, because we're so angry about it. <laughs> I honestly even talked about it on him. this podcast. Why so aren't they mad. doing the plant-based cheese? And and he's like, I have some right now. We want to try it. And I'm like, my God, yes, I of course I want to try it. So I got to try it and I'm so excited. So that will probably come in the fall. And they're just like totally changing over like the ones that had cheese to the ones that will now be a totally vegan version. And that is so exciting for them. And that is yeah. I totally forgot that I, I will probably put that back in with the rest of the butchery stuff that I had in there. But that is one cool thing to see our favorites with Taste Republic going and actually listening to everyone because it wasn't just obviously Jules and I, although we're very vocal about yes, our need was. for plant-based cheese. It was just cheese. us. It was just um, us. Just but they're, I think they're going to be very thankful with the amount of vegans who are now mm-hmm. able to have this product. So, yeah. and I got to try another, you know, I had, I have not known about this place that they use for their plant-based treats up, but it was really cool. Um, and then in the cheese world, I finally tried the Bonza cheese with plant-based cheese on it. That was delicious. And I was not really like a super fan of the Bonza Bonza cheese crust, Mm -hmm. but like it was really good. And I was really impressed. And I really like what they're doing as far as like they, they are now doing plant-based versions of all their mac and cheese and plant-based versions of their pizza, which is always great to see. Um, Biolife is there, which is one of our favorite cheese Mm -hmm. brands. Oh my God. So good. Um, But they had these food service, um, big sizes of everything. And I'm like, can consumers just get a giant vat of this whipping cream? Because I absolutely would use it. Yes, 100%. (laughs) And then they had these new um, sweet creams. So it's almost like coffee creamer in a couple different flavors that they're doing for food service. And what kind of sucks about a show like this is not not knowing if this is ever going to make it to retail because some of the BioLife stuff in these like large containers, I would love to have. And I'd love to have like a coffee creamer by them. Um, so that's another thing where I'm like, come on. Um, okay, you're sleuthing. So I'm, I don't have good news for you. So apparently the, the just egg people don't even don't know that gluten is a thing anymore because it doesn't have it on their packaging. It doesn't talk about it at all. And when you go to the listing of like, you know, what it is and it says like, you know, vegan, non-GMO, whatever, gluten-free is not there. When you go to what's the company's approach with respect to allergens, it doesn't list gluten-free in there as anything. And in fact, it says that just egg is egg-free, but made in a facility where egg is present. 
So th- oh yeah, <laughs> they're not even like woo. Okay. Um. So then it says, please consult our allergen information chart, and they're one of their products actually contains wheat. They don't have gluten listed on there at all as something that is um, is acknowledged. It's just wheat. That's the only one. They're only dealing with the top allergens. They're not talking about gluten at all. So, um, yeah, this is very disappointing. I Boo, just broke just the, the giant Boo. just egg empire. Yeah. Oh, that makes me feel a lot That's, better that they just didn't care at the show because apparently they just don't care all the time. Um, so yeah, that's really frustrating. And that is really frustrating. Yeah, sorry to ruin your your egg day, but well, thankfully no. there are alternatives that people now, that yeah, do care. Exactly. That's very. That's like really regressing. Yeah, bumming you out a little bit. I get it. I was also. It bummed is. Out. It's very much bumming me out. I'm not liking this at all. So the last, which is possibly the weirdest thing I'm going to tell you besides a runny sunny side up egg is um, a brand called Not Milk. Have you tried this yet? They like partner with Heinz. They're, I think they're purchased by a larger brand, but it is the milk that's made with like, I think pea, pineapple juice, cabbage juice, and pea protein. No. She's like, she's like, don't even look at the ingredients because it's wild what our R&D team did to do to a whole milk. And I'm telling what you, you drink the chocolate milk. Yeah. Chocolate milk. Pineapple. Great, amazing milk. Matt looked at the ingredient list and he's like, did a freegan come up with this? And I'm like, what do you mean a freegan? He's like, remember the vegans that used to dumpster dive and they call themselves freegans and they would make meals with whatever they found in the dumpster. It was like a big thing. They had like yeah, a freegan documentary. But anyway, he wondered if it was a freegan because it's such a wild mix of ingredients that you're like, where would you ever think cabbage juice would be a name milk alternative? But I'm telling you, it tastes like milk. It also tastes like chocolate milk. And that's what's wild. So this not milk thing, I don't know what they did, but it's some sort of sorcery. Um, it may not be my favorite milk alternative because I just honestly stick to like an almond milk, a creamy yeah. almond milk or whatever. But this is really good. Like if they offered it in a coffee shop, I would absolutely have it with a latte, knowing that wow. it has cabbage juice in it. But it's very milky, like milk milk. Wow. Yeah. And you said it's a partnership with Heinz? They have a partnership with Heinz and one of their products, but they're a brand amongst themselves. And I don't know who owns them. I think that they're owned by someone, but they have this milk and it's been, I think it's, it's I mean, I saw them at Expo West and I, because they, they have products that are not gluten-free. They have uh, plant-based products that are not gluten-free, but their mm-hmm. milk is. So I've never tried the milk because I've never gone to their booth, but I finally had time to have the milk and I'm like, this is weird and yeah. wild, but like, good for you guys. They're like, it's weird. And we tell people not to look at the ingredient list until after they done, you know, after they try it because they can't. But unfortunately, like in our world, that's oh, yeah, where we, we have to that's start. True. We have to always read the ingredient yeah. list first. So we get weirded yeah. out and then we don't want to drink it. <laughs> I'm like, oh, cabbage, cabbage mm, milk. Can't wait. Mm, I just like, I yum, could maybe yum, see yum. the pineapple, but I'm like, what? What does that even add to it? But I don't know. I'm not a, I'm not a sorcerer. I don't know. So I thought that that was um, one of my favorite. Like, oh, 
this is actually really good because I would never try it based on the ingredient list. Uh, much like you telling me about how media is made. And now I'm like, oh yeah, it's delicious. So there you oh, go. That's great. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad to know that you have uh, earned, we've earned a point for meaty. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, mushrooms. There are also a couple of other um, like vegan plant-based brands that we've seen before. Conscious Sushi had a big booth mm-hmm. there and they had a layout of all the sushi. And I'm like, were they actually exactly sampling like them this yeah. time? They were sampling Good. so many things. They had four sample stations. Like they poured a ton of money into the show. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully they'll get picked up by restaurants because wouldn't that be nice for like actual places to have vegan sushi on the menu that is also gluten-free. Um, yeah. So yeah, I wouldn't mind if a sushi place picked this up or at least use like the, su- the sashimi or whatever to make their own um, yeah. vegan rolls. But that, that was cool. They had such a big booth. Um, another one that we haven't seen yet is um, veggie meal. They have some plant-based meal kits made from peas, yellow peas uh, is their whole shtick for, for meal kits. And then bean vivo, which is like a bean brand that's been around for a while. You'd know if you saw the bag that they have new bean kits using plant-based chorizo, which is soy-based, but everyone's doing like an add in a vegan meat or add in a whatever. And then you have a meal kit. So there's more Mm -hmm. of these like vegan plant-based meal kits. And I only say this because it's something that you've been interested in the past, especially um, with kiddos going off to college and Mm -hmm. being gluten-free and vegan. Sometimes you just want a meal kit that's easy to make. So there you go. Yeah. I'll throw the links in here so y'all can check them out. But again, we're all just waiting to see if these are in retail or if they are in retail, we'll leave a link to where you can purchase. Um, And then rounding out the last thing I want to talk about is that they had a beverage pavilion, which is really interesting. And I thought it would be a lot more because Pepsi and everyone else was in like the regular giant pavilion. Then they had a beverage pavilion of just like wines and I guess, alcoholic drinks, which is strange Mm -hmm. because I didn't really think about them being there, but they were Mm -hmm. there and there was no alcohol to talk to. Like my favorite whiskey brand wasn't there, Mm -hmm. but I did see a really good whiskey brand called Virago that is rum finished in um, a cognac cask and it was delish. Um, And they're looking for uh, distribution. Really good. It was so good. And then also I found a non-alcoholic wine that I really like, which is hard because I love wine, but this is a non-alcoholic wine. I found it at a booth um, called um, Better Roads, R-H-O-D-E-S. And they have like curated portfolios of the best Mm non-alcoholic drinks. So like if you're a bar and you want to cater to non-alcoholic, Better Roads does it. But they introduced me to a brand called Wander and Found, and that is denatured alcohol. So it's like real wine, but just denatured. So there's no alcohol Mm -hmm. in it. And um, it's delicious. And so I may have to place an order for that for the mocktail bar because um, wine's hard to find. That Yeah. 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 That doesn't taste like... um, like the wine that I drink at Seder, you know, it's just like, it's just like, it's so great like for juice. Yeah, so <laughs> nasty. Um, there's just like, I don't like it. And obviously yeah. I love real wine. So I'm such a snob about it. So I think that that's going to be kind of a new brand for me. Mm-hmm. And then lastly, nothing to do with gluten-free, but just because I love it out of nowhere, one of my favorite Tiki mug designers, Tiki farm, the owner and founder, like the designer guy was there. 
And he's just like sitting at a booth. I'm like, um, I love your tiki mugs. He's like, rad. How do you know about us? I'm like, <laughs> I'm a tiki person. Like I'm obsessed with Enchanted Tiki Room. We have your tiki mm-hmm. mugs. And he's like, yeah, cool. And I'm like, were you at Tiki Oasis? I was at Tiki Oasis. He's like, man, I've been to Tiki Oasis for 20 years. I'm like, cool. I'm like, I just want to thank you. I really love your mugs. And he's like, rad, man. All right. Thanks for stopping by. He's like the coolest. <laughs> and I just texted Matt. I'm like, I just met the owner of Tiki Farm. And he's like, um, that's incredible. Where are you? And I'm like, at this trade show. And then I also, my girlfriend works for a door lock service. Yep. Okay. And so they were there and I texted her a picture. I'm like, okay, so I, I never thought that I would be at the same exhibit hall as your brand. Yeah. And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, I get it. Restaurants have to have door locks. Uh, but it was just like so wild. She's like, why are you there? I'm like, this is a question I keep asking myself, but I keep finding <laughs> fun things. That's like when you go to gluten-free shows and they have like people who are there with gutter guards and stuff. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, really? Yeah. <laughs> really? Well, this probably makes more sense because yeah, I guess in case someone wants to mm-hmm. find a new door lock for their restaurant or sure. hospital or whatever. But um, yeah, it was just so weird. Like it was by far the weirdest show. Like I had um, a sample bag like to take. And then at the end of the show, I had like five samples in it and they were just from people that I knew like partake was there, but they were also at sweets and snacks. So we'll talk about their innovation at the sweets and snack episode, but they gave me one sample. My girlfriend from red plate foods was there with my favorite. um, Becca. uh, Yes. The coffee cake muffins, my Mm -hmm. favorite, favorite. And so she's looking to get distribution in like hotels, which I would personally love because I'm obsessed with these muffins. And I can't get them anywhere. Like, and they're in my sprouts, the granola is in my sprouts, but I don't really eat their granola. I eat their coffee cake muffins. Because it's a nut-free granola, which, I mean, so many people would benefit from having that in their food service. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm like, push these muffins solely on the fact that I need this muffin. It's one of my favorite muffins ever made. That's a prepackaged muffin. Mm -hmm. So she gave me one because she didn't have a lot of samples. She's like, you can take one from the display. And I'm like, thank you. So I had that muffin, I had a partay cookie, and then like uh, just just paper. And I'm like, this is the lamest samples I've ever had ever, but that's okay because I don't need any of this stuff. Right. But I think it's super cool that I'm here getting a chance to finally try the things that I right. didn't try and see kind of all the wild things that are there. So yeah, it was just a, it's an interesting experience. I mean, definitely yeah. not sure if I would go again, but since I could go and it was in the same spot as, you know, the next adventure we'll talk about on the next episode, I thought, why not? You know, let's become a restaurant Yolo. supply blogger. There you go. YOLO. Add <laughs> it to my not? list. Why Add not? it to my list. Did you hurry up and add that to your LinkedIn? I did. I did. I actually talked about being at the restaurant show and I don't think anyone cared because I don't have any connections to get you into anywhere. I'm like, sorry. (laughs) That's okay. You got to taste some good stuff. So yeah. So all in all, I think it was a great show. Super fun. And um, definitely gave us another, um, another few items to put on our list to try next time we see them around. Very nice. I'm excited. Thank you for sharing. 
Yeah. And show and tell time. This lots of show and tell time. I'll put in some videos. So if you're watching, make sure you go to YouTube and watch this and like and subscribe to our podcast on YouTube so you don't miss an episode when I eventually get them up from, you know, whatever <laughs> my long list of travels are. I'm home for a month. So you will see podcasts being produced regularly. And don't miss the next two episodes. We're going to do an episode on finds from sweets and snacks, which there is a long list of new finds. And then also we have another episode that highlights um, some celiac disease research from digestive disease week. So make sure that you are liking and subscribing. So you do not miss an episode because we are, you had me to eat. Talk to you soon. Thanks Jules. Enjoy your Memorial day weekend. Oh, absolutely. Happy baking to you, my friend. If you like this episode, make sure you rate it on your podcast provider. And subscribe so you don't miss any of our episodes. You had me at eat. <laughs>